Hi there, and welcome to Vox Talk, your weekly review from the world of voiceover. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli from Voices. In today's show, Herb Merriweather joins me to discuss audio description. We'll learn about what audio description is and how it is used. We'll also be chatting about a high-profile job that Herb just voiced on the Oscars red carpet. Welcome to the show, Herb. Hello, Stephanie, and hello, everybody. I love y'all. Oh, <laughs> well, we love you too, Herb. No, I know you're fresh off the red carpet. For those of you who tune into the Oscars on Sunday night, Herb was dressed to the nines, I must say, with his audio description colleagues on Hollywood's biggest night. So, Herb, tell us a little bit about what it was like to provide audio description leading up to the awards ceremony. It was very excellent. And first of all, I have to tell everybody, yes, I was dressed to the nines because Cora got involved, my sweet <laughs> wife. She, uh, and she will not let me leave the hole unless I'm properly dressed. So I had to clean up for that event. So it's all her fault. So yay, baby. Yes. And the hole is the name of your studio for those who are uninitiated to Herb Merriweather. Yes. <laughs> very good. This is true. This, it starts in the hole. It comes from the mystical hole. So anyway, describing on the red carpet was an absolutely... Awesome experience, but it's not quite as glamorous, I guess, as everybody would think. We weren't actually on the red carpet. I mean, you know, we were we're in the you know in a couple of little trailers in the back and two little cubicles there, and we're working off of monitors. So what we're seeing is we're seeing the live event as it's happening, as it's unfolding, but we're not actually on the carpet itself. We're about oh fifty or sixty yards away from it, you know, where where they have us placed. Close enough to feel the aroma of greatness. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, so you were there. You had a trailer. I know you were telling me about that just before. And as I say, Herb, like you and I have gone back a long time. But can you tell everyone just a little bit about yourself and your career? Sure. Uh, be real quick. Started in St. Louis. Grew up listening to Mel Blanc and Doss Butler and all those classic voices. June Foray, all those people. And I uh, got a chance to get into radio a little bit. I, back in the day when you actually had to take a test I had to take an FCC test. I got my third endorsed broadcast license. Nobody needs that now. But, <laughs> but I, I did have one, do have one. Then fast forward to California when I moved to L.A. I really didn't jumpstart my professional career until about maybe, honestly, about maybe 12 years ago. My brother and sister, uh, Willie and Ross and Graham, were very, very instrumental in encouraging me and pushing me and hiring me to be their announcer for their programs. When you have people that believe in you, you know, and she was the kind of person that would stick you out there. She told me one day, she said, yeah, yeah, we're doing some TV and we want, you're going to be the announcer. She didn't ask me. She just told me. <laughs> and that was, that was, that was it, you know, and, you know, nervous and everything. But she's, she had always been a person who was a tower of strength and a great encourager as far as, you know, my career was concerned. So, you know, love you, Roz. Love you, baby. But I began to do different things. Actually, my career blossomed and really started, took, it took off out here in Los Angeles when I, when I planted a seed. I had no idea what to do, where to go. Uh, it had been years since I'd been in the studio. Things had gone from analog to digital. I knew nothing. So I was like kind of sort of saying, well, Lord, what, where do I go from here? And it came to me, plant a seed, do something for somebody else, volunteer and see where it leads. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and back in St. Louis, I used to volunteer for something called the Radio Information Service for the Blind and Handicapped. So out here... In Los Angeles, they have the LA Radio Reading Service, Los Angeles Radio Reading Service for Blind and Vision Impaired. So I volunteered, looked that operation up. I volunteered with them. And they said, wow, you want to learn? We want to teach you because we need people here and that's going to be great. So it was a fortuitous move in the sense that they needed me and I needed them. And volunteering with them is what gave me the knowledge and the wherewithal that I needed to update myself technically. And then, you know, get a chance to do some really fine work. As I was working there, 
Eric Boggs, uh, Terry Grossman, who is my mentor and my broadcast partner and the, the, probably the greatest audio describer in the history of, of the thing. And she asked me, she said, would you, would you be interested in doing this and writing and learning how to audio describe? And I was like, first of all, what is it? And yes. <laughs> you know, so so uh, that's pretty much where it went. But I've had a chance to do all kinds of other things. Audio description is kind of my, I guess you want to say my day job, which is <laughs> which is cool to say. But I'm just like every other voice actor. You know, we love to play in the sandbox. You know, we're always looking for the cartoons and the characters and the, you know, the wild stuff. That's where we are right now. You know, thank God for bringing us to this particular point. It's very awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. And I know you've been involved with Audio Eyes for a long time. It's certainly uh, something we've talked about before. And such an amazing service to be able to read for the blind. I know there are, you mentioned on the Los Angeles Radio Reading Service and, and there are um, Airs LA. Like there's a lot of different organizations out there. And CNIB, I want to give a little shout out to CNIB up here in Canada with all the work that they do for blind and, and visually impaired but it's a field that is not really as well known as it could be. And that's part of why we're here today to talk to you, Herb, is not just did you go do some amazing work on the red carpet, but you also have done audio description for other events as well, like the Rose Bowl, which we can get into in a bit. And today, my goal is to share more with everyone about what audio description is and how it's used and really the benefit that it provides. In your own words, Herb, can you tell us more about audio description? The down and dirty quick description would be it's closed captioning for the blind, but that's not really accurate. If I was going to just toss something out there, I would say that. But it's actually, there's actually a, a caring science behind it. Because first of all, you have to realize that you're assisting. You're coming alongside to assist in a situation. Uh, basically, you're reading for someone who can't see the page. And when it comes to media, most of media, all of media, you know, except unless we're talking about music, it's, it's all visual. When you're not sighted, you feel as if you're missing a lot. And in some cases, you are. That's where the audio description comes in, where, where it comes alongside to assist. It doesn't necessarily. And, and then when I say assist, there has to be. A, you you got to have the right attitude. You know, so many people, you know, they, they grab you. Know, well, we're going to do something for the blind people. Yeah, that, dude, they're just blind. You know, they're consumers. They have jobs. My technology mentor is Chris Snyder, who was born blind, and this man, works, he works Pro Tools like he invented it. You know, <laughs> I, I'm learning from him, you know, so that, let's not sneeze on, sleep on the blind people. You know what I mean? It's, it's uh, they're, they're very, my boss, Rick Box, is, is blind. It's this man's member SAG. He's been doing this for 35 years, you know, having meetings with, with network executives and going in there and telling them exactly, you know, the parameters, the, the technical parameters that we need to, to make the audio description happen. So it's not very well known, but thank God the government saw a real need for it as far as the people were concerned. And since they passed legislation and got the FCC involved, it's been expanding exponentially. The larger networks are really, really dedicating themselves to it. For example, we do a lot of work for the IFC network. A part of their contract is that they maintain the audio description stays with the film throughout its life. Wherever it goes, it goes with the audio description, which is real dedication. We need that kind of dedication from, you know, from more producers. They're committed to the inclusion and the accessibility of audio description. The thing about it is that we have to, like I said, we have to elevate our thinking in the sense that you're doing more than just leading, leading some blind person across the street. This, is, this ain't that. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're actually, you're communicating with and assisting a, a millions of intelligent viewers, consumers, people who are listening to the commercials, you know, they're listening to the programs, they have their own ideas, they have their own objectives, they're, they're people, 
for crying out loud. You know, so we, you have to approach it that way. We, we don't talk down. And it's so funny and not funny to hear bad description because when, when bad description is where they, they actually, you know, when, when they say stuff like the phone rings. Oh, my God. <laughs> we all heard the phone ring. Don't say that's not description. You know what I mean? It's there's some things that, that don't need to be described. And then but audio description itself is fluid in that just like you have means of viewers who have tastes about one thing. You have millions of blind viewers who have taste too. Some of them want more description. They want to know about the dress and the, you know, the patterns and the da, da, da. And other people are like, well, she dressed fine. Move on to the story. I want to know the story. So it's a, there's a camp. And what we try to do in our description process is try to land somewhere in the middle of that where we give as much description concerning the story as possible without being superfluous and without talking about a lot of stuff that's not a part of the story because we have time to say it. Right. It's a nuanced situation. And like I said, it's not just reading. I wish I had a nickel for every person to say, oh, hey, voiceover, you guys are just reading. Everybody do that. Okay. You put them in front of a microphone and put them in front of a, a script and, and watch the fun, you know, and just watch the fun happen. You know, they, they, they don't know what to do. They're stumbling. They're doing this. They're doing that. And it's very, very much you have to be on your game and very, very focused. And especially with live description. Live description is, uh, it's live. You know, so you you have to be dialed in to what's going on in front of you. It's a lot more nuanced than play by play, you know, because when there's silence, then, you know, my, my audience is wondering, what's the silence about? What's going on in the silence? So we have to let them know somebody's walking, somebody's sitting, somebody's just standing there staring off into space. That's what we're doing right now with them. You know, we're waiting for them to do something. But I have to let them know what's going on, no matter what it is. That's the beauty of a live situation. I, I had a chance to sit in on Mamma Mia, and I'm getting a musical education, <laughs> that's for sure. But I'm also getting a, a baptism of fire, so to speak, with the, with the live audio description. Because they're swirling, they're dancing, they're singing, they're speaking. And, they're, and as with all description, you have to pick what's most important. Of course, the music is important, so shut up. After the second stanza... You know, now you can talk about it a little bit because we're familiar with the song. We know how it goes. And now we can talk about the outfits and the costumes. So a lot of times it's kind of a, you have to kind of t pick and choose your spots, you know, to, to be most effective in audio description. Yeah. No, I, I love everything you've said. You've really brought us into the world of what audio description is, who it's benefiting. And this is not regular voiceover. Like this is not your average, oh, go read this and whatever. You are actually giving sight to the blind. In so many ways, like I've watched a couple described shows. I think there was like an episode of Franklin or or something like that. I think it was Franklin Turtle. I could hear the audio description. At first, I didn't know what it was because I wasn't looking for it. I must have gone on a channel, you know, one night at a hotel, you know, at a conference or something, just trying to find something on TV. And I stumbled upon this and, and I'm like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like they're actually describing what you're seeing on the screen. It was really neat. It was almost like narration, Herb. Like it felt like narration there's a lot that we've learned and thank you for sharing all of that. It's so cool. And there's a lot of work out there. And I know we wanted to talk about what sorts of um, audio description, as you mentioned, there's kind of the live stuff that you've been doing a lot of where you've had to describe something in the moment, like say at the Oscars red carpet, which would have been a ton of fun, I'm sure. And so many neat dresses and clothes to describe. In description, we have hard and fast rules. And one of those hard and fast rules is that dialogue is king. We cannot disturb the dialogue because that's the main part of the story, and especially for, you know, for blind viewing audience. So many times, and I explained this to somebody that was asking the question online a couple of days ago, many times 
the interviewer and the interviewee, they're still talking about, you know, they're gushing about the movie and, oh, yeah, girl, and I ain't seen you in a hundred years. And, oh, da, 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 and how's your mama? So we can't interrupt that. And yes, she's standing there in a resplendent sunburst pattern, you know what I mean? But, we, but I cannot describe it because they're talking. So if you understand the rules of audio description, you kind of have to be patient with it. Because there are some things that we can't do and some things we can. Like I said, like I was describing before, with music, we'll let the song play through maybe into the chorus once. As the song comes back through, now we're really getting into what they're wearing, what they're doing, you know, who's bobbing their head, what the drummer's doing, you know, because we have to, to establish the program first and then get into the script. And, and with music, it's, it's, it's quite easy because you've got, you got a few minutes. You know, you've got, a, you've got some moments where you can take your time and actually describe what's happening in front of you with television and with other things that are already set in stone, you have to describe whatever's happening within the time allotted. When I was writing Greenleaf, they gave me, they gave me a chance to write the script and voice Greenleaf, which was, whew, that's awesome, an awesome responsibility and privilege. But in writing it, you write it with the voice actor in mind. And what I mean is you have to understand that they've only got a certain amount of time to say this, so I need to place it and write it as succinctly as possible. Can I use a, a shorter word? Can I use one syllable instead of two? You know, two instead of three? This kind of thing. So again, just like it's different voicing, it's not regular what you call voice acting. It's not regular writing either. I thought I was going to be real good because, you know, I'm this prolific writer and I went to school and all this stuff. And, you know, you get into writing for description. It's one word sentences. English, throw the English book out the window. You know, he, he stands up. That's it. He sits down. They leave. That's it. That's all you got. Yeah, well, it's just so short, succinct, a clarity. Oh, believe me, they, they whittle you down. I was I, as verbose as I am. Come on, guys, we're listening to me talking. That's what I love to do. Terry would get in there and she just, boop, 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 boop. she cut this off and cut that off. And, you know, and that beautiful flowery paragraph got chopped down to three words. That's all you need. <laughs> you know what I'm like? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so. I know. It's for us word people. It's so hard to hear. Like, we don't need everything you want to say, but it's it's true. Sometimes less is more. So as you have been working at AudioEyes, and you say that's your, your day job and what you do, and obviously you do voiceover of all kinds at, at other times, you got into this somehow. And there are people out there who are likely curious about how they might enter into audio description. And I've heard of the work that you're doing, and, and that's been really interesting. For instance, uh, another one of your peers, Satana Howery, she did some audio description for Seinfeld. So yes, the entire yes. series described by Satana in the past, um, I don't know, it was probably a few months ago. I remember talking about it in episode 92 of Vox Talk. If you go back to that, you can find it and listen to the story of how Satana did that. But this work isn't advertised, I wouldn't say. Like, how do you come across it? Well, as I say, years ago when I got into it, I volunteered to read for blind and vision impaired. And so that, that led me into it. Other areas or other organizations that work with the blind and vision impaired, are, they're connected. They try to stay connected as much as possible. So I was able to, you know, I, I, already being in house and working and learning. And, you know, like I said, I became a, I became a newbie in house, but I was desperate for the, for the instruction. So believe me, it was, we were all happy, you know, with the arrangement with me coming in on Mondays and Tuesdays and starting up the broadcast and, you know, working with the readers you know, they would read the newspapers. And then, you know, after the first break, then I had a chance to come back and read the comics, which was, you know, that's heaven for me because turning me loose on the radio with a microphone in front of my face with comics. And so that was, you know, I had a chance to do that. So that was very, a lot of fun for me. And of course, when you're having fun, it's not like it's a job. And it was, like I said, it was, it was beneficial for all of us. So 
if somebody wants to get into it, my suggestion would be to find an organization that's into it. Find someone who is an organization like Airs LA or LA Readings, LA Radio Reading Service, uh, an organization that seeks or looks for volunteers. Plant a seed. This is how you get connected to other things that are connected, because you know these things are connected. And I always, I always encourage people to read anyway. You know, people you know, get into voiceover. They say, "Well, how do you get into voiceover?" Read. Do you read? Read to the kids. Read to yourself. Read to the cat. You know what I mean? Read to the front door. Read. That's how you get into it because you have to practice your gift. You have to practice, hone your craft. And nobody's going to do that for you but you. Nobody cares about your wonderful voice if you can't pronounce community, which is my tough word. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just the way it goes. So, I, so my, my suggestion is if you want to get into audio description or you want to investigate it seriously, check out the local companies, local organizations who work with the blind and vision impaired or work with accessibility and plant your flag there talk to the people there and see what they might need. And it's not, like I said, I'm, I, I get a chance to, through, the, through this work, I'm also getting a chance to work with museums and their description because, I mean, let's face it, a voice is needed there. You know, a guiding voice is needed there. I've just recently had a chance to, to do some work for a museum in Washington, D.C. that was very, very much connected to black history. It was amazing the way that the script was written. And uh, we were all kind of surprised the way it unfolded. But uh, there are all kinds of different ways and different things that are connected to audio description in many different ways. But you have to get out there and do the work. I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you how to do it. I'm not going to give it to you. (laughs) You (laughs) Well, speaking of the work, we're going to play some of your work. There's a file that we have um, courtesy Audio Eyes, and they have uh, given us the file from the Rose Bowl Parade. So we'll cue that up and we'll listen to it right now. Okay dark charcoal gray in color. The stealth bomber has a wingspan of 172 feet, more than half the distance of a football field. And you're listening to live audio description of the 2022 Rose Parade presented by Honda. Audio description provided by the Tournament of Roses on ABC Television, described by Vitek and Audio Eyes. And now we also have one from the red carpet. So why don't we give that one a go too? Let's do it. <laughs> have a great time. Thank you very much indeed. And now I'll have my yes, hand back. back. <laughs> he gives Judy back her purse. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. The red carpet is full of participants, Thank actors, you, and actresses. Amy Schumer, one of our hosts for. Wow. So, Herb, like, I know that we're, we talked a lot about what audio description is, who benefits from it, and all that. So let's just jump right back into the Oscars, because I know that that's why we're here. And in fact, in the previous episode to this, I'm like, oh, we're going to hear from someone from the Philippines. And this came up really quick. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we've got to get Herb in here quick. So we're going to do our next episode with Pacholo Gonzalez. Oh, that's my nephew. That's my buddy. I love him so much. Yeah, he loves you, too. He can't hear you. Well, maybe he can hear you right now. He, um, He was in studio a few hours ago. But anyway, back to the red carpet. There was just so much that went on there. Obviously, a lot of, of the red carpet is very much, oh, look who's coming. They're saying hi. They're wearing this. They're wearing that. You had a trailer. I think you, you briefly mentioned that. Can you tell us a bit more about the trailer and, and how you did your work from it? It was it's actually a little tiny dressing room. <laughs> we I, I, They separated us, which was, that was the network's choice. And many times when we go into a situation, they have it set up technically and if it's if it ain't broke don't fix it you know so we we worked together and we also worked separately we worked actually in, in the same room space when we did the, the the rose parade and this time they actually had us in separate digs so it was actually a little small dressing room we had monitors set up that we worked off of 
we're not actually on the carpet itself. And we're in the trailers. I, I want to say maybe 120 yards away from the actual carpet itself, but we're looking at monitors from the live feed from the cameras out front. And so we're describing from that. And now with, what's interesting is that because nobody really, they don't really think about the, the blind and vision impaired viewers when they put this kind of stuff together. So it's, it's, it's all, this is how they're doing it. So we had some challenges in the sense that as their interviews are going on, there would be a quick insert. There'd be a video insert on screen of somebody arriving at the red carpet, you know. So we had to come up with a, oh, my God, okay, what do we do? Because now now we're talking over over dialogue, which is, ah, the, the, the thing you're not supposed to do. But in this sense, we have to kind of give ourselves permission to bend that rule or else there won't be any decent description, you know, because what our sighted audience is seeing is they're hearing the interview, but they're able to see Lady Gaga show up or you know, Samuel L. Jackson and his wife or you know, this kind of thing. So we have to make the call again, you know, because it's live when we're making it on the fly. I've got to sacrifice a piece of this interview because they're all, you know, oh, you look nice and you're wonderful and your mother and everybody, you know. And, but, but somewhere in here, I have to let my other audience know that uh, Samuel L. Jackson just showed up. You know, P. Diddy's here. Uh, what, what, whatever that thing that's happening on the insert that, that's not being referred to audibly. That's the other describer's job. We're supposed to get that. Uh, and once again, we describe the most important thing that's happening on the screen. And even though dialogue is king, there's something that's happening on the screen that needs to be brought out. So we had a lot of that going on with the, you know, with, with the red carpet. That was just the way they, they kind of sort of had the, had the production set up. There were cutaways and, and uh, there was a DJ. Uh, there were times when we had time to, to give our disclaimer, times when we didn't have time to give the disclaimer. We just had to kind of tell, had to, and leave it out there. Here, I'll give you. I'll give you a quick. Uh, this is the read of the disclaimer that we're supposed to read at the live events. Okay, it says, uh, "You're listening to live audio description, a service for blind and low vision consumers. You are tuned to the alternate audio or SAP channel. If you do not wish to hear these descriptions, please use the audio setting menu of your TV, cable box, or receiver to select the main audio channel. That's what people usually hear throughout a live audio described broadcast, because we're required to let people know." Sometimes people don't know they're on the SAP and then suddenly some guys, you know, somebody's going to, you know, so-and-so is wearing an orangutan around her neck, you know, and it's like, what, what was that? You know, I see that, but, you know, who said it? You know, so a lot of people have to, they have to have instructions. To, oh, okay. I didn't know that was happening. Conversely, on the other side of that, probably the biggest technological challenge to the, to the vision impaired audience is that uh, it's really tough for the audio description to be universal, even when a network is carrying it, sometimes the local feeds don't pick it up. And that becomes a real issue, a real thorny issue, as a matter of fact, because once again, you've got an entire audience of people who are being slighted. Sometimes the audio description comes in, it starts, it's wonderful, and then suddenly, and then nothing. And, you know, so there's a lot of technical issues that have to be addressed in the, I want to say in the grand scheme of things to make it a lot more accessible, more readily accessible, I want to say, because it's not like it's inaccessible. People can get audio description, but it's still kind of tricky. You almost still need a sighted person in the room with you to uh, to get it. And that that shouldn't be. And that's that's just me thinking it just doesn't make sense if you're blind and you need assistance to get to the blind stuff. Uh, no, you know, we have we have to do better. We just have to do better. That's my opinion. And I'm, and I'm done preaching. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so important, though, Herb. Like, you're right. It should be more accessible to everyone. Local networks should be picking this up because it's so basic. It really is. Like, it's you want to help everyone enjoy your content. I mean, 
we focus on, at Voices, and certainly I know other great companies too, on content that is accessible, but also beneficial to everyone. So I want to thank you today for joining us here on Vox Talk. It's been so great to catch up with you and to learn about audio description, to also hear about the fun times on uh, the red carpet, which I know that there were lots of good times there and, and to hear your work too. I think that's really wonderful for people to, to know. So if they would like to hear audio description, they can go on the SAP channel. So that might be the best way to learn how to do this also, because I don't think anyone is teaching audio description as a skill. I mean, I've not come across it, but maybe there's someone out there. Because they asked me, I had a chance to learn under, like I said, the best teacher ever, Terry Grossman. She's had years of experience, her and her son, Michael Grossman, are some of the best audio describers ever. And you know that because they're, they're audio described. Michael's he's been describing, uh, he's the describer for the show Shark Tank. You know, they don't want anybody else, anybody else's voice on that thing, but his. So there you go. You know, and, and so, so sometimes we, we become attached and married to these shows because we get cast in a certain way. But we understand the, the rhythm of the, of the show kind of sort of tends to belong to you. Like, like I said about Greenleaf, Greenleaf ran for four, seri- uh, four seasons on, uh, on, the, on the Oprah Winfrey Network. And then for the first two seasons, I was only voicing. Terry was writing. And then the last two seasons, I was writing and voicing which like I say, is a, is a tremendous privilege, but it, it kind of gave me a, an even deeper connection to the show and the flow of it and the audio description of it, you know, uh, just a little bit of a con- closer connection with the characters, which makes it, what enhances it for the, for the viewers because I actually sound like, I, sound like I know what I'm talking about. We know these people, you know, so it's, we, we didn't just walk in a room. It's like, you know, uh, there's a relationship here and we try to convey that. And then at the same time, stay out of it because you ain't the star, you know, it's the show. It's, it's the programming, you know. I wish I could point to somebody and say they're teaching it here or they're, they're instructing it there, but, but maybe soon, soon, one day soon. I hope so. That would be great. But anyway, Herb, you are a great friend and mentor in the voiceover community. Is there a way that people can find you or perhaps follow what you're doing? Sure. Yeah. Get me on Facebook. I'm, I'm all over the place. Herb Merriweather, the website, HerbMerriweatherBO.com. I'm a very public person. I'm, I don't have scores there to keep me out of trouble. So, you know, we're all... Just, uh, just give me a ring. Give me a holler. You know, I, my phone number's out there. I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy, folks. I'm, I'm accessible. Oh, thank you. That's great. And thank you again for your friendship and for all that you've done with Voices over the years, Herb. Um, I just want to make sure everybody knows just how great you are and the sorts of work that you're doing. Um, and it really is making a big difference. So thank you very much. All glory goes to my Heavenly Father. He is the one that gave me the voice, the vision, the, the path, all of it. I, and I'm I'm along for the ride, Stephanie. I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way we saw the world through the lens of voiceover this week. Thank you again for joining us here on Vox Talk. We had an amazing conversation. I know you just so enjoyed it too with Herb Merriweather, learning all about audio description. And next week we will hear from Pacholo Gonzalez in the Philippines. And that will be a marvelous show. I hope you tune in for that as well. Again, for Voices, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. Our producer is Jeff Bremner. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. 